Vice President Lenny Robredo and other government critics again receive a mouthful from President Duterte, who defended his administration's response to the pandemic. The United Nations calls for stronger international cooperation as it marks its 75th anniversary in the face of a health crisis. House Deputy Speaker El Rey Villafuerte sees the possibility of Alan Peter Cayetano extending his speakership. And two Philippine remittance firms tagged in the Bangladesh cyber heist linked to more suspicious transactions. Good afternoon. I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. President Duterte again slamming critics for questioning his administration's COVID-19 response in his latest address to the nation. Duterte hit government critics, including Vice President Lenny Robredo, for trying to make his administration look bad. The president insists government has done everything within its power to battle COVID-19. You do it, may masabi sila. You do not do it, may masabi sila ni. What do you want us to do? Kaya nila na yung mga dilawan. Basta anong sabihin mo, hindi mo gawin, masama ka. Gawin mo, masama ka pa rin. Eh, ano gusto mo? Sprayhan kita ng DDT. They're trying to delude people about, but they're trying to picture that there is a failure of government. We have done our best. In a Facebook post, Robredo fired back at Duterte. She alleged the Duterte administration is suppressing the pandemic through non-medical interventions. She even threw Duterte's words back at him, saying this complex health crisis cannot be solved by simply spraying pesticide. A group led by doctors wants the government to lift all quarantine restrictions in the Philippines. In place of the restrictions, they want the government to adopt a national protocol for prophylaxis or the prevention and early treatment of COVID-19. That's why we would have to work with the IATF and make our recommendations. Again, this, is, has, this has to be a, a two-way thing. We cannot just impose what we uh, know, but we would have to work with the government. Um, we're not against what they're doing. What we're actually recommending is trying to help ease the burden in the hospitals. And again, pre prevention is really key because that's one of the things that's missing in this uh, pandemic. We need to prevent illness in the first place, and that is by basically boosting our immune systems. Well, the Philippines still needs more volunteers to trace and isolate those who came into contact with COVID-19 patients. That's according to the country's contact tracing chief, Baguio City Mayor Benjamin Magalong. He says, ideally, a four-person team would look into the interactions of every patient. But a shortage in manpower has led to delays in contact tracing. Magalong adds government's target to train around 50,000 additional contact tracers is not enough. Malaking bagay yung itong pag-recruit natin na 50,000 na contact tracers. Pero kung tatanungin niyo ako, isipin na hindi hindi enough yan. Ano, kukulangin tayo. So we need volunteers talaga. Because-oriented mm -hmm. groups na sa tingin nila, meron silang critical thinking ability yung mga members. 
may uh, investigative mindsets at hindi naman uh, naghahanap ng sweldo, then they can always volunteer. The Philippine Health Department wants a price cap for swab tests following the big variances in the prices of such tests around the country. While some, some cost less than 4,000 pesos, there are tests that go for nearly 10,000. The health department says they already have submitted a recommendation to the office of the president for an issuance of an executive order. The move comes as the number of coronavirus infections in the country continues to rise. Total cases are now at more than 290,000, with nearly 55,000 of them considered active. The death toll, meanwhile, nears a 5,000 mark. A major revision of the COVID-19 guidelines in the U.S., the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention taking down its own guidance on the possible airborne transmission of the new coronavirus. The guidance posted last Friday on the agency's website recommending people to use air purifiers to reduce the transmission of airborne germs indoors and to keep the virus from spreading was later taken down. The CDC says it's currently updating its recommendations and that they will release revised guidance once they have completed their process. Meanwhile, the World Health Organization still believes the virus is primarily spread through droplets and that transmission occurs in enclosed and crowded spaces. We've seen uh, the, the postings on the CDC website and we're actually in, in touch with CDC to, to better understand uh, the, the changes that have been made. There are parts of the website that appear to retain previous evidence and parts that appear to change. So we're just trying to check with our colleagues at CDC uh, the exact nature of the, the change, if any, in their um, advice regarding this. Uh, certainly, we haven't seen any new evidence and our, and our position uh, on this uh, remains, uh, remains the same. The World Health Organization aiming to have 2 billion doses of a COVID-19 vaccine available by the end of 2021. The WHO says the global race for a coronavirus vaccine should be a collaboration, not a contest. They add so far countries representing 60% of the world's population have signed up for COVAX. That's a scheme to buy coronavirus vaccines. But other countries, including China, the U.S., Russia, France and Germany, have opted out of that scheme as they've signed their own agreements with vaccine makers. This is not charity. It's in every country's best interest. We sink or we swim together. The fastest route to ending the pandemic and accelerating the global economic recovery is to ensure some people are vaccinated in all countries, not all people in some countries. Recent opinion polls show the overwhelming majority of people support equitable access to vaccines. President Duterte blasts critics of the controversial Manila Bay White Sand Project. See, Duterte defended the over 300 million peso project, saying Filipinos are now enjoying its benefits. He also praised Environment Secretary Roy Simato for delivering on his challenge to clean up the waterfront. People are not enjoying the benefits of the uh, determined action of a cabinet member to do good.
A supermajority of Philippine lawmakers want the gig representative Alan Peter Cayetano to extend his term as House Speaker. That's according to House Deputy Speaker El Rey Villafuerte. He says most of his colleagues feel Congressman Lord Alan Velasco, Cayetano's presumptive successor as House Leader, is not as active in the House of Representatives. Personally, uh, I, I would want the Speaker Cayetano to, uh, no, to continue. Maganda ang performance niya. And, uh, and I feel if it comes to a vote, uh, super majority of congressmen will vote for him. Will he be able with to all, get the numbers? Uh, definitely not. Kasi with all due respect to Congressman Lord Karen, ever since that there was an announcement of a 1521, he was never really active in Congress, eh. Uh, dapat when he was already uh, declared as the next speaker after 15 months, he should have been active and partner with the speaker in working in Congress. Based on the term-sharing agreement for the House Speakership, Cayetano must step down in October and let Velasco take over for the rest of the 18th Congress. But last week, President Duterte's son and House Deputy Speaker Paolo Duterte threatened to lead several lawmakers to declare the speakership vacant due to a budget row. The United Nations calls for stronger international cooperation as it marks its 75th anniversary in the face of unprecedented challenges. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres says the COVID-19 pandemic has laid bare the world's vulnerabilities, and the only way to address it is to fight together. He also noted the accomplishments of the international body, including reducing hunger and poverty and assisting millions of victims of conflicts and disasters. But Guterres says the list of work ahead remains daunting. No one wants a world government, but we must work together to improve world governance. In an interconnected world, we need a networked multilateralism in which the United Nations family, international financial institutions, regional organizations, trading blocs and others work together more closely and more effectively. And we also need, as the President said, an inclusive multilateralism, drawing on civil society, cities, businesses, local authorities, and more and more on young people. The pandemic has transformed the UN General Assembly this year into a mostly virtual gathering. Throughout the week, a masked envoy will be present in the Assembly Hall in New York, while heads of states will join the meeting from their home countries. President Duterte expected to discuss the human rights situation in the Philippines when he addresses the United Nations General Assembly later today. That's the first time since assuming office. The chief executive also expected to touch on topics like the rule of law and the situation of migrant workers. Presidential Protocol Chief Robert Borges says the so-called intensity and urgency to address these global issues prompted the president to take part in the General Assembly. Duterte has repeatedly lashed out at the international body for criticizing his war on drugs. The Philippine remittance firms tagged in the $81 million Bangladesh cyber heist back in 2016. Well, they're allegedly involved in suspicious transactions for years. That's according to a report from the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists, or the ICIJ, which examined thousands of suspicious activity reports, or SARs, submitted to the U.S. Treasury Department's Financial Law Enforcement Agency, FinCEN. 
See, documents showed Phil Rem and Workwick sent more than $1 billion of suspicious wires from 2012 to 2016, the year when the Bangladesh heist took place. ICIJ's report also revealed out of 2,100 SARs and FinCEN's files, at least 73 mentioned the Philippines or Philippine addresses. A total of 27 SARs also referred to Filipino individuals and companies as originators and beneficiaries of these suspicious transactions. The Philippine Center for Investigative Journalism, which examined the report, says the lack of resources, a largely cash-based economy, thriving casino and gaming industries, and a strict bank secrecy law make the Philippines an attractive venue for financial, for financial crime. Baguio City will start accepting 200 visitors daily on October 1st as it partially reopens its tourism industry following a seven-month closure. But Baguio City Mayor Benjamin Magalong reiterates only tourists from neighboring provinces in Region 1 will be allowed to enter for now. In line with this, the tourism department launched Baguio's first online visitor management system dubbed Visita. Baguio's reopening comes even as another village in the city gets placed under lockdown. Magalung suspects the 38 new infections in the barangay stemmed from irresponsible social gatherings. Nag-umpisa sa gano'n, nag-birthday party, tapos nag-iinuman. Kaya kung nalasing, ayun na yun. Wala nang physical distancing, wala na rin pakialam sa minimum health standards. Kaya kailangan natin disiplinahin at i-lockdown. Lahat ng mga turista na akyat next week, or and at the same time yung mga ibang mga residente namin dito at yung may travelers with uh, an essential on travel dito they will be subjected to two tests PCR okay. and antigen fibrillation Overall, Baguio has had 564 COVID-19 cases of which around 170 are considered active That'll do it for today's edition of Dateline Philippines. Thanks for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. You can catch highlights, recaps, and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Stay safe, everyone, as you stay with us here on the News Channel.